98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The headlines. China rejects suggestions that its emphasis on domestic demand mean it, means it's turning inwards. Home prices turn upwards again after a six-month losing streak, but rentals fall. Sources say Ant Group's jumbo public offering has locked up $1.3 trillion in funds. And President Trump and his Democratic rival hold rallies in a key swing state in the final run-up to, to next week's vote. A Beijing official has dismissed speculation that China is moving away from its open-door policy with its efforts to push the domestic economy. Han Wenxiu, the d deputy director of the Office of the Central Economic and Financial Affairs Commission, says China is building a new developmental excuse me, a new development model. He was speaking at a news conference wrapping up the fifth plenary session of the 19th CPC Central Committee. The globalization of the economy is experiencing a setback in view of protectionism and unilateralism, as well as the impact of the pandemic. Under such circumstances, strengthening domestic consumption is beneficial to the development of our economy. We will open up more on a higher level and allow foreign businesses to enter our market. A new development model doesn't mean we will avoid opening up. Instead, the scale of our imports and exports, as well as foreign investments, will continue to expand and our international status will continue to climb. Home prices have rebounded from a six-month losing streak. Government figures show that private home prices in September added 0.3% on year and were up one up 0.4% compared to August. The year-on-year -year increase was led by medium-sized flats of between 430 and 752 square feet, which saw prices rise by 1.6% on-year. But rentals reversed from a monthly upward trend to drop nearly 1% on-month and were down 9.2% from a year ago. Sources say nearly 1.5 million retail investors had to subscribe for Ant Group's jumbo public offering here in Hong Kong just ahead of the application deadline at noon today. That's locked up $1.3 trillion in funds, almost doubling the record set by Nongfu's spring IPO last month. The Alibaba-owned fintech company is scheduled to list on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange and in Shanghai next Thursday. Representatives of the cleaning sector have rejected an ombudsman report that accused half of the contractors which recently won bids of performing poorly. Speaking on an RTHK radio program, the convener of the Environmental Services Contractors Alliance, Yan YQ, also denied that the company's supervision is lax, saying some firms have been fined $200,000 a month, a big chunk of their profits, over faults. But he admitted that more competition would help, saying multi-million dollar contracts should be subdivided so that smaller companies could submit tenders. The Customs and Excise Department has seized about 100,000 counterfeit surgical face masks with an estimated value of $3 million from a Yunlong warehouse. It says the seizure is the largest ever seizure of fake surgical masks. Customs officers believes that, believe that the masks are targeted for overseas sale and not for sale locally. They said a 71-year-old businessman has been arrested. The president of the European Commission, Ursula von der Leyen, has said work should start now on preparing the infrastructure for a mass vaccination program across the entire region. She was speaking during a video conference call with EU leaders who called for vaccines to be made available Europe-wide once they had been approved. The member states will all get vaccines 
at the same time and at the same conditions based on their share of the EU population they have. The infrastructure for vaccination must be ready. And this is why we ask the member states to send in their national vaccination plans to make sure that they are all fit for purpose. In contrast to the closure of many national borders during the first wave of the pandemic, EU countries will set aside funds to transfer COVID patients from hard-hit states to member countries with spare hospital beds. Travel restrictions are coming into force across Europe to help stem the spread of the coronavirus. In France, where a second national lockdown came into force earlier today, people aren't allowed to move more than a kilometre away from home without valid reasons. In Spain, where Parliament approved a six-month extension of the nationwide state of emergency, regional authorities have been given the power to limit freedom of movement, and in Portugal, people have been banned from leaving their municipality. Detectives in France, Italy and Tunisia are investigating a 21-year-old Tunisian man being held in hospital on suspicion of killing three churchgoers in the southern French city of Nice. The BBC's Lucy Williamson has more. Police say they believe the attacker is a 21-year-old Tunisian man who arrived in Europe just a few weeks ago. The terrorist prosecutor has opened an investigation. President Emmanuel Macron, arriving in Nice after a crisis meeting, said attacks like this would never work. If we are attacked once again, it is for our values, for freedom, for this possibility on our soil to believe freely and not to yield to any notion of terror. I say it once again today with great clarity. We will not give anything up. President Trump and his Democratic rival Joe Biden are hosting rallies in the swing state of Florida ahead of next week's election. Opinion polls show Mr. Biden with a narrow lead in the state, with coronavirus playing a major part. During a rally, Mr. Trump downplayed the coronavirus and instead promoted reopening for business. We were compared to Europe. Germany is doing so well. France is doing so well. Everyone's doing so well. No, they're not doing well. And you take a look at what's going on, and we want the best for them. We're on their team. We want to work with them and everything else. But they're not doing well. They're spiking up big. They're shutting down. They're locking down. I disagree with that because we're never going to lock down again. We locked down. We understood the disease. And now we're open for business. And that's what it is. Speaking to supporters in Tampa, Mr. Biden repeated his criticism of the president's handling of the pandemic and promised a more responsible approach. Donald Trump refuses to listen to science. And we shouldn't be politicizing the race for a vaccine. We should be planning for its safe use and free and equitable distribution, providing PPE for national standards for schools, businesses to open safely. I've said it before, I'm not going to shut down the economy. I'm not going to shut down the country. I'm going to shut down the virus. Preliminary results following a referendum in New Zealand indicate that a large majority have voted to legalise euthanasia. The BBC's Phil Mercer reports. New Zealanders have voted on issues that could change the social fabric of their country. The first results of a referendum have shown overwhelming support to legalise euthanasia. It would apply to patients with a terminal illness who are enduring unbearable suffering and are considered to have less than six months to live. A new law should come into force next year. A non-binding ballot on allowing cannabis for personal use in New Zealand has been rejected by more than 50% of voters. 
A global study of the DNA of dogs has shown that the animal known as man's best friend may also be our oldest one. Here's the BBC's Paul Rinken. Fido, Rover, Pooch. We probably have more affectionate nicknames for dogs than for any other animal. And it's the product of a close relationship that spans at least 11,000 years, according to new research. An international team of scientists has confirmed that dogs were domesticated before any other species. In fact, dogs were widespread across the Northern Hemisphere by the end of the last Ice Age and had already split into five different types. Despite the expansion of European dogs during the colonial era, traces of ancient indigenous breeds survive today in every corner of the world. Diners in Japan have discovered a loophole in the government's pandemic support scheme for restaurants, which means they can eat largely for free at a well-known sushi chain as often as they want. The BBC's Will Leonardo has the story. Japanese social media has been set alight by the notion that it's possible to eat sushi every night for free for the next few months. The chain taking part in the government's go-to-eat scheme, Kudasushi, is a cheap and cheerful conveyor-belt restaurant with more than 400 sites around Japan. When customers initially buy a meal, diners accrue points worth around $10, which they can use to pay for subsequent visits. Each return trip can provide another $10 worth of points. But the discount also applies at some other restaurants. At Kudasushi, $10 can get you 10 plates of Japan. Japan's favourite food. Some have questioned whether taxpayers' money should be used to fund gorging for free every night. The chain's owners defended themselves, saying it wasn't them who were endorsing the idea of never-ending sushi. A judge has blocked an attempt by Canada's Attorney General to get parts of Huawei Chief Financial Officer Meng Wanzhou's arguments dismissed on the, in the case to extradite her to the United States. But the judge sided with the Attorney General in agreeing that Ms Meng's arguments weren't strong enough to warrant an immediate dismissal of the case. In her ruling, Associate Chief Justice Heather Holmes wrote that Ms. Mung's assertion that the United States misrepresented evidence of alleged fraud in its formal request to Canada for her extradition has an air of reality. Huawei Canada has called the decision a substantial victory. Hong Kong Disneyland has announced the appointment of a new managing director, Michael Moriarty. Mr. Moriarty was with the Walt Disney Company for 14 years and was Hong Kong Disneyland's chief financial officer between 2009 and 2012. He's now working for toy maker Hasbro. Mr. Moriarty will take charge in December, replacing Stephanie Young, who'll move on to a position overseeing the park's consumer products. The big U.S. technology companies have reported a combined profit of 38 billion U.S. dollars in the last quarter. The biggest winner was Amazon. Currencies, the U.S. dollar is trading at 104.39 yen, the euro standing at 1 U.S. dollar 16 cents, the pounds worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 2 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 24,572. That's 20 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $66 billion. Sports, here's Adam Jung. Arsenal have made it two wins out of two in the group stage of football's Europa League. They cruised to a comfortable 3-0 home win over the Irish champions Dundalk FC. Joe Willock made his third start for Arsenal, scored the second goal and was player of the match. I love to score goals, I love to create, I love to work hard for the team. So that's what I'm focused on in training. You know, I try to do a bit extra finishing and, and try and work on little things that I, I love to do. You know, So I'm trying to bring that on the pitch and I showed it today and I want to show it more as well. Jamie Vardy scored a penalty to help Leicester City win 2-1 at AEK Athens under tricky conditions in Greece. Brendan Rodgers' team have two wins from two matches in the group so far. It was very pleasing in terms of a different type. 
of performance. It was never going to be uh, a really fast-flowing game because the, the pitch was awful, to be honest. Tottenham suffered their first defeat since July in a lacklustre 1-0 loss at Royal Antwerp. Rangers' perfect start continues with a 1-0 home win over Polish side Poznan. AC Milan won 3-0, beating Sparta Prague to go top of their group. Celtic blew a two-goal lead in France and drew 2 all with Lille. In tennis, the home favorite and U.S. Open champion Dominic Thiem is through to the quarterfinals at the ATP event in Vienna after beating Christian Guerin in straight sets. Team says winning the Vienna Open last year ranks almost as high as his first Grand Slam. I would say um, after US Open, that's my second personal most important title what I have um, because I'm coming here since I'm a four or five years old kid. First of all, just a fan who doesn't know anything about tennis, then um, like a super tennis interested kid, and then. Uh, playing the qualities for the first time, getting wildcats for the main draw, winning the first ATP main draw match here, then seeded for the first time, kind of uh, being the local hero for the first time, and then, I mean, ending up winning the tournament last year with, with every match sold out here and tremendous atmosphere was, until the US Open, definitely my most important title and will always stay um, and have a very special place in my heart. Team plays Andre Rublev tonight for a place in the semi-finals. Third seed Stefanos Sissipas is out. He lost 6-7, 6-4, 6-3 to Gregor Dimitrov. The Bulgarian will face Britain's Dan Evans in the last eight. And that's your look at sports. RTHK's Adam Jung reporting there. To end the news, our top stories once again. China rejects suggestions that its emphasis on domestic demand means it is turning inwards. Home prices turn upwards again after a six-month losing streak, but rentals fall. Sources say Ant Group's jumbo public offering has locked up $1.3 trillion in funds. And President Trump and his Democratic rival, hold rallies in a key swing state in the final run-up to next week's vote. That ends the news from RTHK.
Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Friday afternoon. Friday, the 30th of October, is today's date. Many thanks to Phil Whelan for the morning brew once again. And we do have a very busy program for you. We're talking, first of all, on today's show, we're talking about smart diamond buying and what to look out for when you're making your choice when buying diamonds. And uh, in about 10 minutes or so, we'll be joined by diamond expert Sally Ryder. And we hope to also bring you this interview, this chat onto the Facebook Live. Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3 is the page to go to. And after the 2 o'clock news... We'll be going to the Agenda Cafe. And this week, Karen Co and myself will be hearing about something rather uplifting and fun for Halloween. We'll be talking to Lily Liu and also Jack Yu, who's the chairperson and the vice chair of Hong Kong's only LGBT plus choir. They're called the Harmonics Hong Kong. And we'll be hearing about the results of their latest project. And we also hope to bring you that chat on the Facebook page. Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3 is the page to go to. Now, we're up to lots of different things uh, here at Radio 3. Um, As you may have heard, we've already launched the Hong Kong Top Story competition, uh, in which the deadline will be the 27th of November. And this year's theme is solitude. So if you feel inspired by this theme and if you want to write a short story, then please do so. The story needs to be 2,000 words or less. And uh, for more information, you can go to our Radio 3 homepage 